on the Soaps of Strangers. I'm Liz Mannion. And I am Allie Stewart. Allie, we're back. We've made it to the third one. We're, we made it to the third one. I heard eight is the one that shows that you've like, you've made it. Like if a podcast reaches eight episodes, it's going to like be a thing for like more than one season. That's so what I've heard. hopefully we know that many people and that many people are willing to take the leap. We buy the alcohol. I'm sure they are not that like they would not be that upset. That's to true. Come. We're just like kind of a glorified college party that only a couple people showed up to. Yeah. So there's more for everyone. <laughs> yes, there is more for everyone, and everyone just gets drunk. Um, or responsibly drinks responsibly and makes it home safely. And makes it home safely. Hey, not one person has gotten drunk, except me when we had the brandy night the first time. I never had brandy before. It was a dangerous outcome. I had the biggest headache in the whole world after that. That Really? It was all the sugar, I think. Stu, this is not your fault if you happen to be listening. It was not your fault. November Blue, this is your fault. Yes. It was all November Blue's fault. It was the whiskey. It was the whiskey. Even though it was the brandy, it was the whiskey. We're making very big presumptions that they decided to drink whiskey. Um, so I actually, so I was doing some research on, um, you know, we've been really lucky that we've been talking about some really cool bands here. Um, we talked to November Blue, uh, we're talking to a really cool Pittsburgh musician, uh, tonight. Um, and I mean, you know, that's part of me was thinking that we should, you know, branch out into other musical genres. I recently, um, learned about a band, um, I was telling you about this a couple weeks ago. Um, I learned about a band called Ghost. Yes. Um, they are a... Uh, now, I don't know about how you guys feel, but they're apparently... I'm going to read you guys the names of the band members in the band Ghost. Um, hold on. Holding. It's loading. Holding. <laughs> we love technology here at Slips of Strangers. Yes. It only took us a couple episodes to figure out are microphones so we're still figuring it out behind the scenes is just as exciting as from wherever you're sitting or standing listening to this okay so according to our wikipedia page ghost is a swedish rock band that was formed in sweden in 2006 um their second album and major label debut infetissum was released in 2013 but um here are the uh here are the members of um the band ghost uh, lead singer is Tobias Forge, um, and then his uh, saxophone player is Papa Nihil, Nihil, which is zero in Italian or Swedish or something. And then uh, the rest of the band is, uh, I kid you not, the name is, like the member is a group of nameless ghouls. How many does that include? Like, how many ghouls are we talking? I don't know why none of them have names. I feel like if I were a ghoul, I would want a name. Yeah, I... And then also, so apparently the, um... The, uh, they're all... Like, the guy... The one lead singer dresses up as the Pope, but he's, like, the anti-Pope. Oh, well, that's exciting. Are the ghouls, like, members of the papacy? I think they're the members of the anti-papacy. That that would be that would be correct. Yes, but all, I think like all the popes die at some point. It's like Papa one, Papa two, Papa three, and then like the old Papa who plays the saxophone apparently tours with them and plays the saxophone. 
I wonder if Pope Francis could play the saxophone. <sighs> I can ask him if you want. Yeah, I feel like you have an in. I have an in. I did almost meet... No, I didn't almost meet him. Um, I went to Mass with the Pope one time when I was uh, 17. I would, No, 15. 15 was when I was that age. And I went... I remember I got tickets to Pope Mass time. And uh, I remember it was really weird because we thought that, like, Pope Benedict was going to be there. And then, like, Pope Benedict, like, resigned in disgrace. Oh, People who, like, talk about other, like, who know about other religions. Like, I was raised Catholic my whole life. Like, is there any other, like, weird shit in, like, like, some main leader who, like, can resign and, like, is elected by all these cardinals and, like, the smoke turns white? You know how a new pope is elected, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, the pope, like, like the cardinals, like, burn some paper. And if the paper is black, it's, like, it's not the pope. But if the paper is white... It, it's showing the world that like they found a new pope. How did they come up with this stuff? I don't know because they didn't have that stuff when it was Jesus time. I don't think like <laughs> Jesus time. I think when it was Jesus time, they were just like hanging out. Like they were just like trying not to get killed. Yeah, I mean, and that happened with a lot of the papal elections after that. Yeah, but if you're another religion, or if you're no religion, but and or if you're another religion, let me know if there's like a pope equivalent. Yes. And if that Pope equivalent is, you know, has all that weird shit going on, can he resign? Let and us if, know if it's an interesting story, or even if it's not, we can buy you booze and you can talk about it here on Sips with Strangers. Yes. Well, Allie and I spent some time in Rome about two years ago. And what always freaked me out was that, like, if you go, like, St. Peter's Basilica is beautiful. It's, like, super beautiful. Definitely beautiful. Um, lots of gold and like stecco and marble and whatever um but i noticed there's like there was a period of time where you know they just like they would take the popes and like turn them into like wax like their co their coffins would be like see-through <laughs> i like thought about like writing a movie script about like papal zombies like I feel a, like that could catch on pretty well, like especially a, with all like the controversy in the church these days. Like a young seminary goes to the Vatican and is like saying a prayer or whatever, and then all of a sudden all these zombies come back to life. I talked about it on my short-lived travel blog when I was uh, fifteen. No, not fifteen. Uh, how old? How old were we when we went to Rome? Nineteen. We definitely weren't fifteen. We were definitely nineteen. We were in college. Yes. Yeah. That is that is the truth. God, I wish Liz Lev was back in our lives because she should totally be on this podcast, but I think she's in like... She's probably a little bit above this. She thinks she's at Notre Dame now, so... Oh, she's at Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. For yeah. those of you who don't know Liz Lev, she was a wonderful and a little bit intimidating... I won't use the word scary, but she was... She's pretty scary. She's pretty scary. Yeah. She was a wonderful professor we had while we were in Rome, mm -hmm. and she took us all around the city and... Um, Very respected. Yes. And spoke a lot of languages. She's friends with the Pope. She gives tours to... Who was that? The... It was the Queen. Didn't Steve. she meet, like, the Queen or something? She's met all kinds of people. She met, like, some people. She's a TED Talk. This Several isn't TED us Talks. promoting this TED Talk, but it's a very good TED Talk on I the would... Sistine Chapel, so... She has a blog, it. too. We, we love her around here. We do love her, yeah. I don't know if she loves us, but we loved her. She thought I was very funny. She laughed at my jokes, like, at least twice. That's... 
That's an accomplishment. Yeah, I think she thought it was funny. I think the highlight of my time with Liz Lev was when we did a wine tasting and we all drank wine and I was just being annoying and thinking at, that at age 19 I knew more about alcohol than yeah. I did. Oh, and um, she said, does anyone know what this this white wine has in it? What's what's the note? We were looking at notes and legs and all of these pretentious things. And I, uh, I just muttered under my breath, honeysuckle. Because that's what 19-year-olds do. Honeysuckle. Oh, I remember that. I remember she said, what did you say? And I said, honeysuckle. She said, yes! And everyone so hated me after that. So. Oh, you know what actually was amazing? I remember um, about, like, this wine tasting was very fun. But after about six glasses, we were all feeling a little, uh, little fun. Um, <laughs> it's very similar to how the end of these podcasts go. Um and we were at this, I love, I told you guys, I love some like dark red wines, like that kind of stuff. And we were going through this one dark red line, wine that literally tasted like leather. Like it tasted like <laughs> leather. And um, we were going through um, all these things. And my one friend who was sitting at the same table as me was like, I'm getting hints of Kohl's, like Kohl's shoes, like <laughs> Kohl's, like fake leather shoes. Mm, and my favorite. Um, Liz Lev and her, like, very, like, well-respected partner, like, were like, what was that? Like, what was your thought? <laughs> and oh she was God. like, oh, I meant, like, she was like, oh, I was just joking. I meant Coles. Like, Coles the shoes. And, like, it was hilarious for, like, ten minutes. It was a great time. It was really embarrassing for her, but it was hilarious for me. I don't think I need to like bring that back up to her at some point. Please do. Yeah, I think she forgot, and I need to make sure she doesn't forget. <laughs> Speaking of not forgetting, we have a guest who we have rescheduled like six times because we just are all busy people. We are, but the fact that you've made it this far into the podcast means that there's more to come, and mm -hmm. he is here on our show. He is here. And he is one of the many, one of, not one of the many, one of the two people in the hip Pittsburgh duo, Ferdinand the Bull. He once opened for Creed Bratton. Oh, yeah. You were there, right? Oh, I was there. Oh, I was there. It was fantastic. And um, is a casual beard enthusiast. He's got a great beard. I know it's an audience audio medium, but he's got a great beard, and you can hear it in his voice. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest, and I will say this is the best interview we've had since November Blue, <laughs> Nick Snyder. We are here with Nick Snyder, a very talented singer-songwriter in the Pittsburgh community. He rolled his eyes when I said talented. Um, Nick, welcome to Sips with Strangers. Yeah, thank you for having me here. Hey, you want to have a quick, oh, yeah. quick clink? Make sure we get them all around them all for around. the ASMR. <laughs> uh -huh. Tell our audience what we're drinking tonight. We are drinking whiskey and ginger ale. And actually, you know, more specifically, bourbon and ginger ale. Oh, okay. Do you only, when you have your whiskey gingers, is it usually like whatever is on the bottom shelf or whatever you can find? Or is it like... 
that is uh, that is tough. I don't know. A lot of times, I uh, I'll try to get some Jim Beam in me, mm -hmm. but in college it was Old Crow. I was gonna say, where are you on the Jack Daniels versus Jim Beam argument? So my dad actually loves Jack Daniels. That's like his drink. That's my mom's favorite thing. Really? Yeah. Well, she prefers Crown, but like if she isn't gonna go that route, then she's gonna go with the Jack Daniels route. I don't know. Jack Daniels is just like. It's not whiskey to me. I, I went to too many like music parties my freshman year of college where it had like the, the honey whiskey. And oh, yeah, I was, yeah. I was a little bit broken after that. Oh. Well, I mean, if you get that, like the honey whiskey, put just a little bit of water in it. The true college drink, but it's great. It's a good drink. So when I was in Tennessee, I learned how to drink whiskey with my parents. We just, we sat in a, we sat in a little distillery and we had like our, we talked about how, um, wonderful whiskey is and how you need to make your palate assimilate to it oh, God. and that if you take shots of it you're just gonna kill your palate so you have to like hold the whiskey on your tongue for like i feel like i should try that for like 30 minutes well it's with ginger. for 30 minutes for like 30 seconds okay <laughs> my palate is definitely not assimilated right now honestly i don't even know about 30 seconds i feel like that's like I feel like it's just like killing your taste buds. Yeah. It's like I, by assimilation, is that like? Yeah, it's like when, gentrification, like yeah, regentrifying our taste buds. Regentrifying our taste buds. Oh. That's an interesting way to think of it. It's like how when you first had coffee for the first time, you oh. thought you were like gonna die, and now you just like I have it black all the time. Absolutely. No need for cream or sugar, especially not sugar. Especially not sugar. Sometimes cream if I'm driving and I really need it now. Like you need the. Like, I need no, cream no, no, now. No, 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 well, Cause I'm my tongue is a wuss. Oh, okay. I can't drink the hot stuff. Can you drink um, Oh it's a temperature thing. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's a temperature thing. Some people drink iced coffee then. If you have something against iced coffee, I actually think I might agree with you on something. On some level. I don't, I don't really know. drink coffee. So. I, I drink hot coffee in the summer. That's, I don't know. I also worked in a coffee shop for like two or three years, so. Oh, gosh. Which one? Coffee Tree. Oh, okay. And on one. Walnut Street. Oh, I used to work on Walnut Street. But like, Reese, I worked at Shady Grove. I was a trivia host. Oh. Yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. Great trivia host. I'm so good at it all the time. She is. As you can tell. That's why I started a podcast, so I can just talk at people. I enjoyed yeah, the yeah. drama of your trivia nights. There were always people that were angry for no real reason. Mm -hmm. Drama. What kind of drama do you people get into? Very competitive. Very competitive. People do get competitive. Like, if I didn't get an answer, I'd be mad at myself. Some people are mad at Liz. Also, like, some of the... So, I don't come up with the questions because I work for a company that, like, extort... Like... Extorts. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the right word. <laughs> like, throws out the questions into oblivion. And, um... Um, so, you know, I, um, I, like some of the questions even I wouldn't know. Not that I'm like the be all end all of exactly. knowledge. You're not like She's Alex the, Trebek up there. The yeah. god of trivia. So like they would That's be like, weird. who the hell knows that? And I'd be like, not me, honestly. Not me. Or Sorry, <laughs> drink your Miller Lite, my god. Or I would get like a question where I was like, no one's going to know this. And then like everyone would know. And I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm really dumb. That's the worst. Yeah. When everybody else knows something, you think you got it, but mm -hmm. you think you're hardcore, but you're really not hardcore. Nope. Not, just, not just with trivia, but just in general. Just in general. You're not hardcore unless you live hardcore, as Jack Black once said. The Legend of the Rent was way hardcore. Oh my god. 
So I do have a question for you, Nick. Yeah, um, sure. I first, so I love Ferdinand the Bull, and of course I'm going to have a question about the origin of why you're named Ferdinand the Bull. But first things first, the most important thing, I first, air quotes, discovered your music um, when I went and saw Creed Bratton in concert, um, which was probably the best $15 I've ever spent in my life. It was only 15 bucks. It was only $15 to see oh that man play. And, um, and I, I got to, you know, and then, you know, Ferdinand the Bull, priceless. Um, but I, what was that? How did you get hooked up with that? Like, how did you get hooked up with opening for Creed Bratton? Yeah, that was weird. That was really weird. Um, basically, I don't know, just the promoter. I forget who it was. It was Drusky or Opuswan or Gray Area Productions, one of those. But um, they just sent me an email. They were like, hey, you want to come open up the show just you like without the band and mm. i was like i mean i guess who's who's creed bratton oh my god <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile my uh my roommate at the time him and his girlfriend had, were just finishing watching it for like the third time mm. and they were like well if you go we'll pay you and give you two free tickets to get in mm. so i got my roommate and his girlfriend in they came in and I swear to God, the entire time he was talking, it was like, wasn't it like, so it was like a song, mm -hmm. 10 minutes of inside jokes. Oh my God. Song, 20 minutes of inside jokes. Oh it's just like. Had you seen The Office before? I'd seen like a couple episodes. Oh, so you weren't one of those people that's like, you know what, I'm going to go to sleep and then like, instead of like, like, oh my God, I need something new to watch and then I'll just watch The Office like six Fall times. Fall asleep to it. Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. one of those people. No. No, not me. I mean, I, I've, I've seen a lot of it just by virtue of them mm -hmm. being my friends. And um, I don't know, I, actually, after I met Creed and I was like, yeah, maybe I should. I feel like a phony. I should probably watch this show. <laughs> but yeah, he's, I mean, he was really funny. It was really funny. I liked how, I'll never forget how, um, you know, obviously I didn't keep tabs on Creed Bratton, um, you know, in my life. And he comes out to sing, and he, like, is staggering out, and someone's, like, holding him. And, like, he looks, and I was like, oh, shit, he didn't age well at all. Like, no. oh, my God. And then, well, it turns out it was all an act. Oh. He, like, yeah. starts coughing, and then he's like, oh, I had some guacamole stuck in my throat. And then he just, like, is dancing and having a good time with his little acoustic guitar. It's like the Willy Wonka thing. Oh, my Have you gosh. ever seen Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Which one? With Gene Wilder. Oh, Gene Wilder, yes. How he walks out in the beginning, and he's like, and he falls over. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. That was one of my favorite movies of all time. Also. Really? Well, because I was like a fat little kid and I loved candy. Mm. So, but um, also... Did Augustus Gloop like traumatize you? And... Oh, yeah. I haven't eaten since. Okay. <laughs> no candy. <laughs> no candy at all. Uh, but um, World of Pure Imagination, like, uh... best song of all time. Really? What did I you think about the remake with Johnny Depp? No shade against Johnny Depp. I love him. No shit against Tim Burton. I love him. But fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm not into it. The Yoda Loompas in that one were, were a bit weird. Yeah, it was weird. They had that whole scene with like the cocoa beans and I just, I felt really uncomfortable. I know. No, see, it felt a lot more like slave labor in yes, that one. exactly. Maybe we were just young when the other one, like when we watched it for the first time, we were like, oh, this is super heartfelt yeah. and, and curious. And then... I mean, it was weird then too, I think, a little bit. Because I, I even remember the orange midgets. Yeah, and, yeah. and like at the time, I, I remember thinking like, is that cool that they're like that they're doing this? They're like making cartoon characters out of these people. Mm. But 
And my mom was like, just, just go with just it. Go it's, it. It'll be fine. It's mm-hmm. eat, your, eat your fucking candy. I can't believe that grandpa was walking, like, was able to walk this whole time. Like, oh, my God. Was, also, like, how uncomfortable would you be if you, like, you and your, like, significant other were also laying across from your in-laws? Like, they only had one bed. They, all, they only have one bed, but, like, they never left the bed. So, also, did they go to the bathroom in the bed? That's a question I've been wondering for a very long time. Oh, see, well, you you have I have a dirty mind, so I was like, oh my god, like what if they needed some privacy? Like, you know. I don't know, they're pretty old. Hey. We're not ageist here. We are not we, ageist. Everyone ageist, deserves no. okay. love. Hey, dude. And well, more than one bed. That is a kinky bed. But there's gonna be there's gonna be some like second and third cousins that are actually siblings then, because that's a little oh, it's gonna gosh. be a lot. That I don't know about lot. that. Oh no, poor Charlie. But also, so, so sorry I no, interrupted, okay. but I think the worst part, the implication of that is that, um, so you've got Charlie and the mom supporting the family. Meanwhile, this guy's like, oh, wait, if I get up, I can go to a chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, now, now you can get up. Now you can get up. Now you can yeah. get up. Like we're eating steamed cabbage soup and now <laughs> you're going to get up. Oh, is a very motivating thing. I guess. Like, if you want for chocolate, I'm probably going to get up. Uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I'll take that. I was a fat kid, too. I understand. <laughs> I'm still a fat kid. I don't all? think you ever lose that part of yourself. Like, I... I don't know. It's just... Hmm. It's more of a mindset. I really wanted to be Willy Wonka for Halloween, like, my whole, like, child life. Like, I was like, one day I'm going to be Willy Wonka. And then, like, I just... I, I just it just never turned out. I don't know why. I think I just lost, like, I lost my sense of self. Like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like in like June, I'd be like, okay, next Halloween, I'm gonna be Willy Wonka. And then like by the time October would run around, I'd like already have like my Belle costume, and I'd be like, oh fuck. You have time. Shit. There's like a couple more days till Halloween. Yeah, we've got like a. I'll be the elevator we've got thing. Some days. You'll be the elevator. The yeah, elevator the thing. glass elevator. Can you do that? Absolutely. You can be I'm really costume. into Halloween. Yeah? Yeah. What are you going to be this year? <laughs> I have several costumes this year. Really? Yes. Right. I love Halloween. I mean, so do I, but I'm... What are you going to be? I'm not sure yet. I ordered a cap gun on Amazon today, so mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. <laughs> see what's in my closet. Good. I don't. I try to, like, I get nervous by how much money I could actually spend on Halloween. So I, um, I think, like... One Halloween two years ago, I had pneumonia, like, during mm. one of, like, the biggest parties that my friend was throwing, so I had, I had like, pneumonia or some weird, like, hybrid cold thing, so I couldn't, um, they, like, gave me a prescription, and I was like, so, like, you know, it's Halloween coming up, and they're like, if you drink this, you will, like, if you drink while you're taking this, you will die. Like antibiotics, so, something yeah. like that, yeah. So then the next Halloween, I thought I would go all out, and instead I, like, completely dropped the ball. I was a Canadian. I wore, like, jeans and a denim shirt and a denim jacket, which, like, is a normal outfit for me, if we're being honest. Yeah, I've seen you wear that many a time. Yeah, you've seen me wear that. I'm going to probably incorporate the bolo tie this year, even though I've worn the bolo tie. I have a bolo tie. It's, like, my pride and joy. I mean, that's totally cool. You can always get somebody to go with you and um, wear all denim. You could be uh, Justin and Brittany. Was that, I was the, say that. that would be really good. My Except God. one of you has to get the denim cowboy hat. That's, That's the only thing. I feel like you'd use that more than once. 
What? A denim cowboy hat? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would definitely, like, wear a denim cowboy hat for, like, maybe the rest of my life. There was a period of my life, I think it was, like, my freshman year of high school, and I definitely thought I was going to be a nun. Because yeah. I met a group of nuns, and they're like, we play volleyball all the time. Mind you, I'm, like, what? the least athletic person in the world. For some reason, the idea of, like, just being a nun and playing volleyball seemed so cool. I feel like... Hey, it's never too late. <laughs> I think I'm good for now, but you never know what life will turn out to be. That's I feel true. like maybe I'll be a nun is not that bad of a gig. No, it seems like a fun lifestyle. Like you get to just hang out with some ladies, live your best life. Pretty wholesome. Wholesome, yeah. No, no men to. Sorry, no offense. No, I mean it's totally cool. No one, no one to, no bullshit to deal with other than like the priests. You never have to say mass, so you don't have to have anything memorized. So this is the Catholic in me that's like thinking about all the things the nuns did that the priests didn't do and vice versa. I feel like there's not that much bad drama around nuns either. Like you were going to read the newspaper and be like, the nuns did this? What? Well, one time actually. Do you have a story about a nun? I don't know. Well, I mean, Mother Teresa was notoriously not awesome. Oh no. But, is this um, a conspiracy theory? Or is this oh like no, this is true. She used to like let people... Uh, like die of diseases because it was God cleansing their bodies. But, um, we're getting morbid on this podcast. Yeah, anyway, I was also raised Catholic, mm. so. As many lapsed Catholics are. Yeah. You can be a lapsed Catholic <laughs> without being raised Catholic. Oh my God, I know. I, my, so I, I did like the CCA, what was it? C, uh, whatever. I'm going to say like CCAC, like but I'm like, that's not what that is. Whatever that, CCD? Yes. Yeah, CCD. So I did that, and I remember. It was like ninth grade, like ninth or tenth grade. Me and my one friend would literally sneak off. This is at like six p.m. on a Sunday, mm-hmm. like go smoke cigarettes outside the gym, and oh my eventually God, you're so cool. the nun, Sister Kathleen, like just went to my mom and was like, "Don't make him come anymore. He doesn't want to be." <laughs> Did you even get confirmed? Oh yeah, I got oh, confirmed. Yeah, you got confirmed. Okay, you got yeah. to choose your new name. Yeah, it was Gabriel. It was Gabriel. So A nice one. My my initials are N A G S. Nags. Nags. That's nice. See, I like I like that as Catholics who are like, you know what, I'm gonna incorporate this name that I picked when I was like young. I'm gonna make it one of my initials. Yeah. Even though no one will ever ask you like, what was your confirmation? Yeah, by oh I've asked it a few times. <laughs> like as soon as like Besides I, this? Oh yeah, no, I've asked before. At like a Duquesne or at, no, no, just like whenever I meet a guy at a bar and I think he's cute, I'm like, hey, what's your confirmation? <laughs> really? Um, no, I'm kidding. How does that usually play out? No, no, like, don't, like I don't actually do that, but like, no, they just like are into me and they give me their number immediately. Anyway, um, that's not what happens. Um, I like I asked if players got to play. What can as, I say? Like, give you me should definitely like, try a confirmation. <laughs> but as soon as like I find out someone is like a Catholic who is also like confirmed and like. It's like, I don't know, sometimes you're like, oh, but like, it's never serious. Like, oh my God, that was your confirmation name. It's more like, oh, my confirmation name was Geraldine. Like, you know. (laughs) Is that what yours was? Oh yeah, it was. There's a Saint Geraldine? No, so I liked Saint Gerard because he was the patron saint of expectant mothers. And apparently when I was 13, that was meaningful to me. I don't know. Maybe like 16 and pregnant, I guess. Or like Mary. Yeah. Hey, Mary was pregnant when she was. Why didn't you just pick Mary? Well, if you wanted to talk about pregnant mothers. I don't know. I think I also really thought, I really liked the name Gerard, too, but I knew I couldn't have the name Gerard because, like, G 
Gentile. Elizabeth Ann Gerard Mannion. Like, that sounds a little weird, but sounds less weird than Elizabeth Ann Geraldine Mannion. And also, on a more serious note, my dad had a cousin named Geraldine who he oh, really okay. loved. So oh, just, well, that's, that's, that's a beautiful. nice thing, though. It, like, just so lined up that way, though. Like, I picked Geraldine first, and then my dad was like, oh, my God. Like, oh. like <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's not, like... It's, like, heartwarming, though. It's, like, kind of heartwarming. It is heartwarming, but, like, it doesn't... But anyway, so, like, it's interesting to, like, talk to people who've also been confirmed and for them to be like, I loved Bridget. She was the patron saint of, I don't know. I did learn there was a patron saint of fireworks. I believe it's St. Dorothy. Or of course Saint it was Dorothy. Bethany. She was wild. She was wild. Her, oh, man. Her fireworks. Everybody knows that Dorothy. Yeah, I don't know. I had, um... I like... I love talking to nuns, though. They're great. You know, you talk about your favorite saint, and they're just like... I love St. Barnabas, or I don't, I don't know. I just started watching The Young Pope recently. Is that the one with, um, who's, who is The Young Pope? Is that like Jude Law or something? Yes, yeah, Jude Law. Yeah. It is Jude Law? Mm -hmm. He's, I thought it was a comedy. Like, I, like, turned it on being like, this is going to be a comedy. Like, this is going to be about a cope, a, a cope, a pope who is like, you know, fucking a bunch of bitches Word. and like you know what's up i'm gonna show up with like my pants like in jeans and whatever and he ends up being like this extremely like homophobic horrible pope and i was like this Aww. isn't a i was like this oh, isn't sweet. a nearly this fun awesome that's great i can't watch this have either of you watched the show fleabag <sighs> no what's that it's on amazon prime my parents have it so i can okay watch it. i was gonna offer mine if not because it is a really wonderful show that it's i just binged but there's a very attractive priest in the show, and... Spoiler alert. Oh. Well, that doesn't spoil anything. But okay. he, he's, like, he's just raunchy. Like, he swears, and he drinks, and he's just, like, a really Can cool Can you do person. that? Is he, is he I mean, no, I think the I point like... is that you're not supposed to do that, but the show in general is just kind of, like, it's just inappropriate. That's actually one of my favorite shows of all time. Fleabag? It's, oh, it is so good. Yeah. It just won, yeah, won a bunch of awards. It's really good. The main actress is wonderful. Who's that? Who's the... I don't know, but she's sponsoring this podcast. She just this doesn't know. Yet. This podcast is brought to you by Fleabag on Amazon Prime. Fleabag. With the unnamed actress, whatever and her name attractive is. priest. And... It already sounds like a soap opera. There's one guy that kind of looks like Paul Giamatti, but like hairier. A hairy Paul Giamatti? Harry Paul Giamatti. Just picture what that oh, would be like. Oh, who could that be? You know, I really should know the names of these people if I'm going to try to speak intelligently about something. But mm. I don't know, we were talking about religion, and then I was like, hot priest, and now we're here. And now we're here. That's what happens when you sit with strangers. Oh, I hope you guys heard that wink on that audio medium. So it was Creed nice. <laughs> yeah, he was he was very nice. He was um he felt very grandfatherly. Was he stoned? I really wish he was like was he stoned? I don't know. I don't know if that's just like how he is. Mm -hmm. Cuz you know, I mean, like obviously you know from uh, like from being at the show that he had like a string of one hits, like uh, of number one hits in the 60s. Oh yeah. Which is ridiculous to me when you think about it. That it like, and then he becomes famous mm -hmm. for being a like a weird character on a TV show. Cult classic, definitely. He's my favorite character on that show. That's, really? Yeah. He just his like one liners just they're really fun. Well, who's your favorite character? You seem very defensive. Oh no, I don't know. I don't. Oh. I don't know if I have a main character. I mean, the Scranton mm. Strangler. 
Don't you dare say Jim. I fucking Oh, no, it's not Jim, of course. It's like worse. I mean, where's the... I need a camera to look at right now and go... <laughs> He's also just not nice. I mean, I he feel, does fuck with Dwight pretty hard. If that show was made today, though, I feel like... Not that it was made that long ago, but if it was made in 2019, I feel like a lot of things would be different. Especially a lot of the Michael lines. Yeah. <laughs> oh my well, I mean, God. especially early season Michael yeah, lines. Yeah, some of that know. shit was just straight up like, whoa. Well, the point, I guess, is that it's supposed to be terrible and that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. So I guess yeah. maybe it would still be okay, but like... And then, I mean, the nicer people in the show are Jim and Pam, and even their relationship could be really problematic. Oh, and you're yeah. like, hmm, what is this Did about? Jim cheat on Pam? Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. There's some conspiracy theories that Jim cheated on Pam. Is, did, did, I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched enough of the show. You probably haven't. It's okay. Don't, don't watch that much. It's not that good. Stick with Parks and Rec or something. I love Parks and Rec. That was probably my favorite yeah. Halloween costume ever. After the first two seasons, it was good. The first two seasons. First season oh, was season garbage. Like, the second one was like, I I got into it at that point, so I thought it was okay. But Once they let Chris Pratt be Chris Pratt, I think it was a lot better. See, yeah. I think you want to know who I really think changed that show? Rob Lowe. I think Rob Lowe really just took the reins and was like, this is me. I am the I am the character. That was the like character. his big like comeback thing. Oh, I love Rob Lowe. Oh. Yeah, that show was great. So I promised I would ask this at some point. Back to your music. Yeah. That is why you're here. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot about that. But too. we were talking about the Catholic Church. Do we want to split the last the of this? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, so why... Why Ferdinand and why the bull? Because okay. you were, like, pretty pop... Like, that... You came up with that name, I'm assuming, before... That like movie came out with John Cena. Yes, with John Cena playing John an animated Cena. bull. So I actually <laughs> just had uh, somebody like comment on <laughs> on one of our pictures. How is Disney okay with you guys using Ferdinand the Bull when there's a movie out with the same name? A well, book. how is Disney? Yeah, a book from like the well, like the thirties. Like yeah, it's a very old. It's book. A very old. John book. Cena had nothing to do with the book. Oh, not at all. I mean, it was, I mean, the cool thing is the book was actually, like, banned in America for a while and in a lot of other places, especially, you know, like Spain and Germany, because it promoted, you know, pacifism and, you know, thinking for yourself and stuff like that. And, I don't know, but basically the reason I got into it is because one of my favorite um, musicians of all time, favorite songwriters, um, Elliot Smith. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, yes. He, he has a big tattoo mm-hmm. of Ferdinand the Bull on his arm, mm-hmm. and so you know the album Either Or, mm-hmm. where he's like in the bathroom and it's mm-hmm. it's the most Elliot Smith thing yeah. in the world. But um, oh, yes. and he just says like right on the right side, he's just got this big thing of Ferdinand the Bull mm-hmm. on his arm of the Spanish artwork. And I remember I, me and my friend Evan like looked it up and we were like, Yo, what is that? So do you have a tattoo of? Elliot Smith on your arm. <laughs> no. You don't have a portrait of either or on your no, arm. No, I do have a spooky ghost, and I have a what kind of clef is that? I have a C clef. Oh, I like that. But no, no, no Elliot Smith on my arm no yet. No, no, no. I might get a Michael Scott though, right there. <laughs> or Creed Bratton. Or Creed Bratton. Had you read the book before you kind of found out about Elliot Smith's connection to Ferdinand? Um, 
so Evan, who was actually in the in the band when we started it out, he um, he is a school psychologist now oh, cool. in Philly. But um, and he's he's always wanted to do that, so it's like really great. But um, he played banjo when we started, and he was like his favorite book. His mom read it to him forever. Mm -hmm. So, and then eventually, I just like kind of said to him like, why don't we name the band for an the And he was like. I don't know, it's kind of dumb. Oh, God. But it's definitely the best name we could come up with. So. That's a good name. I've heard way worse names. Like, yeah. November Blue. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No. If you haven't listened to our last podcast with our friends November Blue, you should definitely check it out. Um, so my, my, here's my whole question about the setup of the band. By the way, I do have to compliment your songwriting because like, if I'm ever like listening to your... Um, especially the most recent one, Painting Over Pictures, but all of them are just the way that you kind of like can describe like what something looks like in your songs and like, I don't, like, the, like you just have a very good way of conveying emotion and like a story in a song that I really like. Hmm. So I definitely applaud you for that. Well, thank you. But in terms of the setup of your band, why does Bryce never speak? Because I don't think I've ever heard Bryce speak. Never speak. Like, you're like the front person. I'm also a fan of Buffalo Rose, which I know he's also yeah. in. Yeah, and they're they're awesome. I was actually just with Shane last night. They're, they're a great band. Mm -hmm. They're really, really good. And so you may not know this, but actually Lucy mm -hmm. from Buffalo Rose mm -hmm. was one of the founding members of Ferdinand the Bull. Mm. Interesting. So yeah. what's the story with that one? Um, Did she sing? Like, oh, oh, yeah. She, oh, she sang. Oh, okay. she sang. She was really, really good at it. She mm -hmm. is really good at it. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, we just wanted to do different things. I wanted to do folksy stuff. She wanted to do cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly, like just good things. Um, she was trying to branch out a little bit more, which she's now able to do, mm -hmm. which is great. Um but yeah, I don't know. I also am a little bit of, of a loner. I work alone a lot, mm -hmm. as you can tell by the million times it took us to actually do this. Mm, oh, it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> but okay. yeah, I know it's mm -hmm. yeah. Get used to it. It's gonna be. Oh yeah. It's gonna be tough. I mean, you got me with free whiskey and ginger ale. Mm -hmm. And it still took it what a year. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. We also took some time to get it actually set up. See, I told you. Now she's losing her shit. She's gonna come say hi to you. That's okay. The cat yeah. and not a person. The cat, not a person. I always have to clarify this. But it's okay. Oh, she likes you. I think. I don't think I'm giving her a choice. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it's okay. So you seem to be like the one who's like the more, um, like, but like, I wouldn't say vivacious because you kind of just said yourself, you're not very like, like vivacious, yeah. but more like, you know, <laughs> the guy who's like really like leading the band. Like, I know I follow both your personal Instagram account and the Ferdinand the Bull account and like the personal account is like gone basically and it's mostly your Ferdinand account. Yeah. So why, what made you be the guy who's like running the show with that? So, I don't know, it, it kind of started out in the beginning, um, mm -hmm. speaking of bad band names, mm -hmm. um, so this all kind of stemmed from a project that I was doing where basically I uh, took GarageBand, I made an EP by myself, mm. uh, I called it Foon, 
spoon. As in fork and spoon. Okay. Yeah, so there you go. Okay. Not spork. Instead of spork. Yeah, exactly. Foon, it's it's cooler. Okay. Much cooler. Did, Much you, cooler. did you like sporks? Uh, yeah, it's actually, um, for some reason, every time I saw my grandma, I would, when I was young, I would bring a spork for her. Oh. So she actually, like, saved all of them, and then when I released that album, she, uh, she died that year. But, um, I'm yeah, sorry. no, it's okay. This was, like, six years ago. Mm-hmm. But, so, I kind of, like, did a little tribute to her. Oh, but, that's so nice. Boom. Is it on yeah, Apple Music or Spotify? It is on both. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it right now. And it is the album is called Ella. Okay, Ella. Yeah. Is that your grandmother? No, okay. um, it's actually my little cousin at the oh. time. She drew me a picture. It's actually the it's the album cover. She drew me a picture of a guitar because she always used to like it when I played for her. Oh. And she wrote Ella under it, and I was like. Oh, this is dope. <laughs> this I'm is also that. like super meaningful shit. Wow, like not shit, but like that's pretty. That's that's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. Thank is you. your family from Pittsburgh? No, actually, uh, east side of the state. Um, but that whole side was from New Jersey. Oh. Okay. And thankfully, I uh, didn't grow up in New Jersey. I was gonna say, where in New Jersey? <laughs> Sorry to anybody listening from New Jersey. It's okay. I'm from New York, so this is like a Jersey like shunning podcast although we we love everyone but god jersey god but god Ugh. why but Come see like they they also you know like they look down on the rest of us too you know like it's not like it's not this mutual yeah is central jersey a thing is the real question no there is south and there is north jersey mm-hmm. and the dividers are <laughs> ambiguous Ambiguous. Okay. I mean, Cherry Hill is in the south, Trenton's in the north, whatever. It's okay. I avoid New Jersey. I did. Pre- I I tried. I spent my five years going here. I used all I could to avoid going to Ohio, and I just recently, thing yeah, I just recently got into Ohio. But whenever I'm like driving from Long Island to Pittsburgh, I will like speed through Jersey. I want Jersey to be the shortest part of the trip because God. The driving. No, it's just Jersey. What's yeah. wrong with it? I'm sorry. I'm not from the north. So So I think one of the best things that you can say about New Jersey, and I'm sure you can back this up, is that with the tolls, um, you don't have to pay to get into New Jersey. You have to pay to get out. With the, like, and I think, that, like I think that's hotel, very appropriate. It's like the Hotel California. Exactly, except worse. You can check Jersey. out any time yeah. you want. It's you. Hotel New Jersey. It's just <laughs> awful. Leave. We should make a parody of Hotel California. With Hotel New Jersey? Uh, somebody call Weird Al. Oh, my God. It's coming. You know, one of my favorite, like, I remember I was, like, hanging out at a party when I was a freshman in college with, like, these, like, cool musician dudes and whatever, and I asked this one guy, I was, like, he was, like, a music major, and I was, like, when do you know you've made it? And he was, like, when Weird Al does a cover of one of my songs, and I was, like, I mean, yeah, that would be, that'd be pretty incredible. If Weird Al could cover any one of your songs, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, man. And what would you want it to be called? The first, the first thing that comes to mind is I have a song on the first record, Days We Forgot. It's called Four Years, mm-hmm. which is actually like a very special song to me mm-hmm. with the, the lyrics. Um, but the chorus goes, same thing as four years ago, I say yes and you don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could do some good like 
same thing as four beers ago. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, that actually sounds a little more problematic now that I think about it. Mm. I say yes and you don't know. <laughs> yeah, if you finish the sentence, it gets worse. But maybe you could change that part, too. Mm. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, so I'm going to hmm, I'm gonna rethink that one. You could do, like, 4.30 a.m. and he could do, like, you know, what's, like, a horrible time? Like, 11, 11. Oh, God. Or, like, it's... Make a wish. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's a little too out of like Weird Al. Weird Al needs to like. I do hope he one day covers one of your songs. But in terms of like a more serious question, is there a song that has a lot of meaning to you? Oh yeah, I mean, I yeah. All of them. Um, not all. Of, I mean, yeah, all of them. But there's a couple that like. I remember there was um there there've been a couple songs that I've been meaning to do something with for a while, and it really meant working a lot with um like with other people to get different ideas in there and but there's one song that i always just had a straight up this is what i'm gonna do this is how it's gonna be uh it's a song called rock away mm-hmm. which is actually on the second record painting mm-hmm. over pictures mm-hmm. but consequently was on that original foon mm-hmm. ep and that's the one that's about my grandma mm-hmm. but that one was just I remember I was a freshman in college, and I will always remember. I just kind of, I really liked this band, Jethro Tull. Yes, it was Jethro my mom's Tull. first concert. That was my first concert. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and second concert. Second. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, and I love Ian Anderson. He's like one of my favorites ever. But um, basically, he there was this song, and I kept trying to find out what song it was by Jethro Tull, and I could never figure it out. So I just had this melody in my head. It was, pulled up the car to Josephine's. Mm-hmm. And Josephine's my grandma. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that one, it, it was just one of those songs that really, really just flew out. And that always felt really nice because it's the only one that I felt like was just natural. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, milk. <laughs> it's okay. Well, okay. it's a it's a four, you'll or a five. Is this a five S or a six? I don't know. Uh, I can't focus on anything with this. It's a really cute cat. Yeah, she's really cute. Oh my she's god. A, she's a douche, but I love her. I mean, that's what cat, cats are. Douches. Yeah. Do you have a cat? We did for a while. My my room no. <laughs> my roommate uh, took her back, but we actually never got her fixed. So she would like yowl and. She, when she was in heat. <laughs> oh yeah, because okay. I didn't know that was a thing. I had never had cats you before didn't... this year, before like last September. Oh no. I know. So yes. she would. So she. <laughs> so she would like, you know, be in the living room and share. <laughs> and be like, is there a fucking ghost here? Like, what is that? But oh my god. My RA had a cat once when I was a freshman. And I remember in Duquesne? She, yeah, Duquesne. You were allowed to do that? Definitely not. No, definitely, definitely not. not. But she's oh, like man. long graduated and like is living her best life. But she had a cat named Carter who we loved dearly. Who looks a lot like Rue. Mm. And, um, but I remember she was waiting to get her fixed. And then like she was at one point in heat. And it was a mess. <laughs> and she went away that weekend too. Like a weekend. But she first started like heating. So that she was just like in the room by herself. <laughs> so like we had to like take shifts and like watch her. It was like a mess. So is he just when cats mate? 
It's when like a cat is horny as hell. <laughs> it's uh, so if you ever see it, it's literally like the cat will just go like, oh, and like it's like stick her ass in the air. It's it's weird. weird. It's an audio medium. Ugh. I think that's just. I think actually, I think that's how it should be, like the old fashioned way. Just like if you're horny, just like go for it. Do what a cat does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sure, that'll go over great. Yeah, go to the so when we go to the bar, we're gonna do that, and we're gonna tell <laughs> instead people of, what our confirmation. Yeah, no, confirmation instead of name. asking the confirmation, it's name. basically the same thing. <laughs> just, just be a cat in heat. That's been confirmed. So, is there an Elliot Smith song that you like the most? I'm actually curious because I haven't talked to a lot of Elliot Smith fans. Ooh. So. Yes. Um, there's a demo that was never released that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. It's like one of my favorite songs ever, but it's called How to Take a Fall. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cool song because it's um, it's a little more reminiscent of back when he lived in Portland. Mm -hmm. He uh, he was in this band called Heat Miser. Oh. Yeah. And basically it was just like a lot more rocky and mm -hmm. whatever before he decided that he was going to be the most depressed person in the world. Uh, well, casual. Not that you can, you know, decide that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, no, I'd say other than that, I've always loved Ballad of Big Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know that one? Yeah. From Either Or, just, oh, I love that. And Twilight. Oh. oh. I feel like mine is just the classic and very, very, um... Between the cliche. bars. No, so it's not Between the Bars. I really like Say Yes. I love Say Oh, yes. yeah. And I love somebody that I used to know. I remember mm -hmm. when I was, like on Spotify when I was 13 and like Elliot Smith came up with somebody I used to know. I was like, oh my God, it's like that Gautier song. I listened oh, to it and I was like, this is, I was like, this is not Gautier. Yeah. I, still, I, I still listen to it and I love it. I probably listen to it more than I listen to Gautier, but you know, I just remember being vaguely like surprised. Like, wow, this is so sad. Oh my God. I know it was great because I mean, he did that very well. Just the, um, oppressive, Mm. sadness you know like um you know his uh his one song angelus mm -hmm. so that that's from the same album like from the same era with you know the whole uh goodwill hunting thing oh, yeah. and um and um <laughs> <laughs> but so there's actually like a version that exists out there of mac miller covering that song oh, really? playing on guitar and stuff and you like release it under a suit under a pseudonym and and I remember seeing that. I was like, oh, he uh, he likes good music. Maybe you should check him out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's how I got into Mac Miller. Is there any sort of like underground cover that you like that like no one really listens to that you just like fucking love other than that one? Underground cover? Like, I don't know, like a cover of like a song that everyone knows and like mm -hmm. no one knows the cover though. Mm. So... Sufjan Stevens does a cover of Hotline Bling, mm -hmm. and it's really? awesome. It's incredible. It's it's on. He he's got the uh, the Carrie and Lowell album that's mm -hmm. live, like oh, yeah. the live tour thing. Mm -hmm. He like closes with it, and it's it's oh crazy. Imagine like, but it's so funny. Like, imagine some pretentious person going to, like a Sufjan Stevens concert, and being like, "What the hell is this song?" I don't like Drake. Because well, I feel like the people so that like Sufjan Stevens don't listen to Drake. For the most part, like mm -hmm. I, not to generalize, but in terms of genre, they don't really. They don't mix exactly. No. But I think that's what makes coverage like that cool is when exactly. someone that it's not their norm kind of goes into it not expecting 
it to sound a certain way, but they make it their own. Have you heard Kurt Cobain's cover of And I Love Her by the Beatles? I, I have, actually. I love that. It is, yeah. uh, that's not even like an even remotely underground one, but that is so depressing. But it's like good. It's so good. It's so good. I mean, it is great. It is a good one. So here's one that you guys will actually probably know, mm -hmm. but I feel like somehow it doesn't get a crazy amount of like media attention just because it, I guess it doesn't pander, but um, Iron and Wine's cover of Time After Time. Yes. I love Iron and Wine. Which I heard for the first time at, like, what was it, a McDonald's commercial? Oh my gosh. And I remember I was like, oh, this is fucking Iron and Wine. Oh my and... god. Well, you've heard his version of Forever Young, right? The... He does Bob Dylan's Forever Young. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was, like, in, like, the season finale, mm -hmm. like, Parenthood or something. But I know... He does some good-ass covers. Like, they he did one of Such Great Heights. Yeah, Such Great Heights. Such Great Heights. I love that one. And, uh... This must be the place. <gasps> yes, he does, yes, yes, yes. Which is still my favorite version of that song. Really? Which is hard. What about the Lumineers version? The Lumineers. I mean, the Lumineers version. Is that me? The Lumineers version. Oh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, How much whiskey did we put in mine? The bottle oh. wasn't that full when we got here. No, it was not. Virgin, virgin, same thing. Oh my goodness. Meow. But. But no, yeah. It's good, but I don't know. I mean, it's got Ben Bridwell and Sam Beam, and there's just so many textures going on. It's, like, really cool. Well, that whole album is just, like, just, like, a hodgepodge of just, like, all these, like, little guitars and, like, this little dobro and all of that stuff. It's just There's really a lot cool. going on. There's a lot going on, but it's good. It's, like, yeah, because Sam Beam does a really good job of... Um, collaborating with other people mm -hmm. he did this record with um this woman named jessica hoop oh. i don't know if you guys have heard of her but you they, probably have you're much more into they did a tiny desk together yeah that's why it sounds familiar and yeah. it's so good because she's just like a brilliant songwriter and she like brings these things out that she would just that like sam would never do because you know he's like a he's very a much man. yeah and he's like you know a finger pick Mm -hmm. throw it in drop D and oh. she like she has this song called Pegasy mm -hmm. and it's I still don't understand how she plays it because mm -hmm. it's such a cool thing but mm. I think I uh, I think one of my like staples on my winter playlist is that one song um, Upward Over the Mountain oh uh, when you're like that and In the Curve oh In the Curve In the Curve by the Brothers or is it Avid or Avid we it's had Avid. this conversation Avid. It's Avid. Avid. yeah we had this conversation in our last podcast. When oh, we yeah, were... because they're November Blue. Oh, yeah. Which I'm sure it's got something to do with that. They've actually never heard of the Abbott Brothers. I had to explain. Okay. <laughs> and so the joke continues. <laughs> that was like the first thing I asked. I was like, so who are the Abbott Brothers? No. But you said Abbott Brothers. And they were like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> they're like, what um, podcast do we go on? Oh, oh no. God. Only that was in whiskey yet. We haven't even had the whiskey yet. What did, what did they drink? Whiskey. Just yeah. We said, whiskey. what do you want your cocktail to be? And we filmed it on a Ripple. Saturday. Yeah, it was, it, was in the, it was in the morning. Mm -hmm. And half the people at the table were hungover. And the other half were like, yeah, whiskey, that's a cocktail. And we just drank whiskey and water. Okay. Oh. So like your college beverage of choice. Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a choice. Mm -hmm. And we, I'd say like, hey, what mixers do we have? Water. I mean, 
There's a faucet. <laughs> we knew we had a lot of musicians coming up, so we were like, we got to get the bourbon ready. Get the bourbon ready. Yeah, do it. A lot of male musicians. Musicians are down for Old Crow. I yeah. will let you know. <laughs> no, I, would, I would have been like overjoyed if I would have just seen like, oh, look. They got the old crow. That's cool. They know what's up. Now, my question is, whenever, like, an 18-year-old male or, like, 17, 18-year-old male grows a beard for the first time and picks up a guitar for the first time, does, like, a bottle of bourbon just appear? Drink me. Like, drink hmm. me. Like an Alice in Wonderland kind of small bottle. Yes. And then you grow very large. Which pill do you take? Yeah. Um, that's actually what happened to me. I, I was four foot three before I okay. took my first shot of whiskey. Mm-hmm. But and now um, you're here, and you yeah, can't fit through normal-sized doors anymore. God, it's you know, terrible. We had to like completely adjust the whole. That's why actually this podcast took so long. We had to like widen all of our door frames and make just them bigger. For me. Just for and me. And I kept drinking whiskey, and I just kept getting. Tired. <laughs> I don't know how you're getting out of here. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. You're, you're stuck here for a while. I think the cat will be okay with it. Yeah. She's a little bit asleep right now. Oh my god, she's so like subdued. Wow. She really likes you. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good guy. She's oh. She's purring. Uh, she purrs a lot. She yeah, you're not special. I mean, oh, oh sorry. <laughs> oh, this I'm is sure the you're very. I'm sure you're very special, but she's just such a. She's such a little bean. Yeah, for real. Was there ever an album that you were? Oh wait, look at that. Wow. <laughs> It's gonna go on the. Yeah, that's We're not gonna have a picture Instagram. of the drinks. We already drank all of the drinks, so we're just gonna put a picture of the cat. So, was there ever an album that like you oh. listened to? Because we were talking a lot about, like, you know, acoustic music and whatever. And, mm-hmm. of course, my head went immediately to Mumford & Sons and how much they've ruined my life since the since Wilder Mind. Yeah. Um, is there an album that ever, like, disappointed the hell out of you? Oh, God. I mean, yeah. So like, many. Um, what's the most disappointing? Now that we're talking about depressing shit, what's the most disappointing? The most disappointing? Um... I used to be really into this band called Flogging Molly. I love Flogging Molly. What did they do? What did they do wrong? They had this album called Speed of Darkness, and it was just trash. I remember, I know, it was It was after Float. It was after Drunken Lullabies. It was after, you know, like everything. I mean, no one, like... Within a mile of home. No one says, like, oh, like, I can't wait for Flogging Molly's this new, like, album. And it was a while ago, too. But, I mean, that's the first one that comes to mind. I guess... You want to go down? No, go no. Down. She just wants, she'll like hop on your shoulder okay. now, probably. But um, honestly, and I was actually just talking to a couple of my friends about this. Uh, Alt J's first album is one of the best albums in the world. What have they done since then? They have like three songs of those last two albums that I've liked. I think the best thing that's come up since that album was that YouTube video of that guy making an Alt J song in his basement. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, it was hilarious, and especially with the other guy just high as fuck eating a rice cake. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, has anybody ever been not high and eating a rice cake? That's the only time because it's like a textural. Thing. I can't eat rice cakes, I, but I've also. Have you ever been high? Um, you don't have to go on the record saying this, but we can edit this out. Now while we're eating, I've only been like extremely high in Amsterdam, and there were no rice cakes in Amsterdam. Only cheese. Only what are cheese they doing in Amsterdam? They don't have okay, rice cakes. They don't have rice cakes. That's like that's some fucked up shit. Amsterdam is a great place to. I was actually explaining to one of my friends. Um, they're like going to Hawaii, and they were like, 
I feel like the Pearl Harbor thing and like whatever. And I was like, dude, I went to the Am- no. <laughs> like, I went to Amsterdam and I went to the Anne Frank house before I got high. Like you, there's just there's just certain shit you gotta do before you like do all the fun shit. I don't know, man. I that sounds depressing. The, I didn't go to the Anne Frank. House. You didn't go to the Anne Frank. House? It was sold out. Oh no. So I went How to the, the Anne Vindel- Frank house. Be sold. Out? It's sold out like months. I feel like that's so funny. It, it's very strange, but I went to the Van Gogh Museum, which was. Kind of my priority for the trip there. So. Oh, that was I do love him. Yeah. And I... Okay, so did you ever see the Doctor Who episode? <gasps> with the... When no. he shows from all the... Yeah. With Bill Nagy, he's in it. And I also figured out from that episode that's Van Gogh. Yeah, I know. I knew it when I said it. And I was like... But, like, no. If you would have said Van Gogh, I'd have been like... Like, I figured I could only pronounce Sufjan Stevens or Van Gogh right, and I picked Sufjan Stevens, so. Yeah. I can only be so pretentious today. That's like with Boney Vare. Like, you're just fucked no matter what. So you're like, oh, yeah, put on that Bon Iver. Like, yeah, then you're an ass. Go downtown and look like Bon Iver. But if you say, oh, yeah, I love Boney Vare. Holocini by (laughs) Boney Vare. It's just like, no, you're an ass. How do you feel about Dawes? I love Dawes. Dawes is great. Their new album wasn't good. Passwords? I think passwords so. I think passwords. I used to listen to them all the time. Though. What was the song that was on? They had like the lead single from that that was like, We're All Gonna Die or something. I think it was something like that. All I know is everything since All Your Favorite Bands has disappointed me. Mm-hmm. But I loved All Your Favorite Bands. Oh, it was so such good. a good album. I mean, and like, what, a, what an incredible sentiment. All Your Favorite Bands Stay Together? What, like, it's not that's so nice. Thought. Like, it's anyone so could nice. have said it, but the way that they said it was just like, oh. Imagine someone literally saying, you man, I hope all your favorite bands stay together. Like, that's the nicest thing someone could. Yeah. And it's like, it's such a personalized thing, mm-hmm. too. Like, all those things. You know, I hope your brother's El Camino runs forever. It's just like, oh. I can't imagine how happy I'd be if Paramore stayed together since, like, when I was 13 and Paramore mm-hmm. broke up. Yeah, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros breaking up was like the worst thing. Oh my god, I know. And it's that like, band. of course, like the only person who could leave that would affect it that much besides Alex would be Jade. Yeah. And it's just like. Mm. Well, like, I, I, I think that they're both like wonderful people, and I am sad that their relationship didn't work out. And yeah. They're still like feuding. Like I know there was a lot. They don't. They, so they like kicked her out apparently. Yeah. No, he like he wasn't he wasn't very good to her. Apparently. Yeah. Like he kind of kicked her out of the band, and like I think he's I don't know I I love him as an artist. I think he's extremely talented, but like they what they did together was so special that no matter what he does, it won't recreate what that was. Because it was such a. It was just like a visceral, real thing. Like, yeah. you can't recreate that. Well, if you ever hear about, like, Damien Rice and Lisa Hannigan, they're just... Do either of you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they... Like, Damien is, like, obviously, his beautiful songwriter, but just the fact that, like, with Lisa gone, like, since... Like, I know, like, oh, his first album, they were together and everything was beautiful. And then nine, they were fighting. Mm-hmm. And that was a fuck ton of horrible sh- Like, the music was good, but you could tell that they were being, like, you could tell that they were fighting. Well, but, it's like, like with, like, Fleetwood Mac on, like, Rumors. And oh it's like, God. can you imagine that? That's oh, gotta be ridiculous. And But, I mean, of course, because they're Fleetwood Mac, they mm-hmm. come out with, like, one of the best records of all time. Moral of the story, do not date any band members. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll do that. Okay. Be careful. Have you sure. seen Bryce? Oh, uh, no. 
yeah. So what's your so I'm gonna announce one of my favorite covers that you do live. I've heard it a few I've definitely heard it a few times. I remember specifically hearing about it at Deutschtown, which like most fun two days in Pittsburgh and the whole Oh my god. It, well, because every band in Pittsburgh plays. Oh it's like gosh. it's hilarious. I always get it's I'm just drunk all the time, and it's amazing. And, and you're time. in public. Yeah. It's, uh, this year was really hot, though. Oh, this year was. Oh, this year was really out hot. in the sun. Oh my god. Did you play Friday or Saturday? I can't remember. I think Saturday because my parents were there. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was Saturday. Saturday was really hot. Friday? No, Friday was really hot. Saturday was also like equally hot, but. And good beer, ACB. Oh, Allegheny City Brewing. Oh, I've <laughs> never had a bad beer from there. But anyway, so you do a cover of When My Time Comes. Yeah. Which Back I... Back Dawes, yeah. Like, I fuck hard with that song. Oh, like, yeah. Like, not literally, but, like, that is a good song. Sometimes a, literally. I mean, you might as well. Metaphorically. That is a good cover. And so, like, who's... And the, you guys were able to basically, like, rearrange that into a more folky thing. Like, whose idea was that? Oh, that was yeah. me, yeah. Um, Does Bryce I don't know. just go along with whatever you say? Uh, so... Like, you know how I was saying earlier about the Foon thing? Mm -hmm. um, basically, this has kind of always been, like, me writing the songs and, like, other people mm -hmm. filling it out. Excuse me. Bryce, um, since he is the most talented person in the world, has been very influential mm -hmm. on the process recently, which is great, and I'm very happy about it. But, um, you know, I, it's, yeah, it's mostly my decisions, my decision-making Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, basically, yeah, it's like me making the decisions and, um, I don't know. I always love that song, especially, you know, like there's a couple lines in that song. They're just incredible. That's so, this, but it stares right back. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, they're just a great band. I really love them. And that was their first record. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, the Western Skyline, I think it was called. And we were actually talking to the studio that they recorded at mm -hmm. with. And it was like, oh, my God. How did how was this your first record? Because they were saying, yeah, if you want to do an EP with us, it'll be like $20,000. EP is like four or five songs. Mm -hmm. And that's just to record. That's not counting mixing, mastering. Oh, my God. It's like, yo. What? What's the most tedious part about the recording process? Um, I don't know why. Uh, so comping, mm -hmm. comping is the technical term for it, but it's basically choosing the best tracks mm -hmm. of what you've sung. So you will sing like you will listen to one line for five or six different takes okay. a million times until you get the mm -hmm. the one that you're going to use. Mm -hmm. And so you could literally be listening to that take for like mm -hmm. twenty minutes straight, just you know. Stare into the abyss. Stare into the abyss. Stare into the, just like for twenty minutes, and that also gets to the point where um, when you're listening to it, you kind of like lose the lyrics because, like in our song four thirty a.m., um, the line is much too small a price, but. If you listen to it enough, it sounds like I'm saying that he's much too small a Bryce. Um. So, our, so our, our producer at the time was like, oh, Bryce, it's okay. You're not too small. Aww. And so, funny. so it's like kind of funny to like listen back to these songs 
and be like, yeah. So basically, yeah, definitely comping is like, mm -hmm. oh God, because mm, that is tedious as hell. That does not sound fun. Yeah. You edited our podcast. Did you have to do that at all? I mean, there were no multiple takes, but like... No, it was just a real shit show. I was like, maybe it'll be loud enough. Let's throw the cranberries in there, and then just like, Ooh. oh, we love the cranberries. The cranberries are on tea. What happened? Did they die? Yeah, she, she oh. died. She died oh, like. Oh, that'll like this break this news. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it was like <laughs> break the news. I'm sorry. I blocked it. Sorry for your loss. I blocked it out. I have a real history with dreams by the cranberries. I think that like. In three episodes, it's the third time Dreams by the Cranberries has been brought up. Yeah, and I sang it at karaoke the other day. Oh, really? Is that did, is that your karaoke song? Well, I normally do either Blondie or The Talking Heads, but for some reason I was feeling really dreamy the other day, and I sang Sweet Dreams by the Eurythmics. Oh. I made the, the host harmonize with me, which was a real dick move, but I decided it was necessary. Very and necessary. Then, okay. Um, and then did Dreams by the Cranberries. You're feeling very dreamy that night. Typically, but well, especially then. As someone who, like, I mean, Allie has a beautiful voice, oh, but you. also you have a very nice voice as well. Oh, thank you. Um, how do you feel about karaoke? Do you feel like you're the person who shows up and is like, hey, I'm, like, actually good at singing? Or do you, like, actually like karaoke? Oh, no, karaoke can be fun. Because that's literally, it's just like playing around. It's great. What's your go-to karaoke song? Born to Run. <laughs> I just did Born to Run. Born to Run is a do what needs to happen. <laughs> so Born to Run, do you ever go to Nico's Recovery Room? I've actually never been there. We're gonna go. You need to come with us next time we go. I've driven by it a million times. I just never got around to doing it. I don't know. It is the best. Yes. But Born to Run, I think, is one of, I think it really follows the formula for some of the best karaoke songs. Because um, everybody knows it. Every, just, yeah. yeah, everyone knows it. And then you have a good like guitar solo where you can chug your beer. Always important to me is just like an instrumental solo where I can chug my beer. Exactly. Get a little beers. courage in you. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She fucking loves you. A cat. Oh, not <laughs> no, don't <sighs> like that. Yeah, she's a total angel. But yeah, on my on my 24th birthday, um, I actually, I sung that because mm -hmm. it was karaoke night. And none of my friends got a video. <gasps> How do you do that? How do you not record the birthday party? Singing board to run. Well, when's your birthday? Uh, it's actually Thanksgiving this year. It's November oh. November twenty eighth. Okay, I'm, I'm not. We'll make sure they do it next time. Well, it's probably not on a Saturday. Yeah. It's on the Saturday. Never mind. Yeah. So we'll go on the Saturday of Thanksgiving. The Saturday of Thanksgiving. If you're we're around. all gonna go. If you're around, we're all gonna go to karaoke. If you will, you guys be around the Saturday of Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, I'll probably be around. Yeah. Really? I mean, I guess that makes sense. The Saturday before Thanksgiving, I need to do that. I'm gonna be here regardless. I'll be, so. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be singing. Thanks for thanks Where? for sticking around with our plans, audience of yeah. Everyone people. come to Nico's, but don't come until eleven because all of the songs will be signed up for. There's, no, it starts at ten, but people show up at nine to get on the list. Oh, seriously? Oh, it, people take like, it very seriously. There's this one huh. guy who shows up. He's got the longest white beard I've ever seen. He goes exclusively by Abba. I love him. Really? Abba, like father. He's, he does a really good Dido cover. Oh God, he does white, white flag, flag by Dido, and okay. it's so good. <laughs> all right. It's so good. He did not shoot your shot. I think he did old man once. Well, like Neil Young. That was good. That was good. Oh man, I gotta get my life on my He's a very good singer. Very good singer. And Nikos gets a lot of good singers, so you wouldn't stick out too much there. So like what I don't really get is because isn't that that's in Bloomfield. Yes. 
So you guys like travel live where you could literally walk to every bar in Pittsburgh. No, but see, and you're like, like let's Uber it's the crowd. Guys. It's the crowd. I don't know. Yeah. Jesus exists in that bar. Like the I'm Is that the the beard guy? No, no. That that's Abba. He's no, that's the father. Abba. That's the father. We have the, that part of the Trinity is covered. Fair but enough. this like it's I like would not be surprised if there was a tabernacle in that like Catholic vocabulary, like in that bar somewhere. Why is Jesus, this such a Catholic podcast? Jesus lives there. It's very well because you guys went to Duquesne, you know, doctrinated. People are not really that. I mean, there's some religious people there, but it's like, I don't know. Like the nuns and the, the priests. I thought you guys had like. I thought we had brothers. Don't you like have to go to Sunday Mass or something? No. No? I think Bryce was lying. I don't know. I mean, there's, a, there's quite a few people that do, but it's. it's not a super diverse place by any means. It's definitely like a predominantly white institution, but there's some religious diversity, even if it's like really? atheism. Like there's, there's. And to be honest, I think like I mean, Duquesne definitely could have its improvements, but it's like in terms of its acceptance of most other religions, especially compared to other Catholic institutions. It's you know, it's still. A, it still needs to go a long way, but it is doing better than, like, you know, if you look at some universities, like, I don't know, Case, no, not Case Western. Yeah, what was the one where they literally came out and they were like, can you please stop identifying as gay? Oh, my God. I can't remember. Well, actually. <laughs> they, like, they put out, like, an actual, like, press release where they were like, please don't college, do this. I don't remember what it was. You're making us like feel that. uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> well, and I don't think that. Duquesne says that everyone should be Catholic or Spiritan or anything, but they definitely have like moral standards that they want to have everyone uphold to in some way. Um, and it's like they try to follow like the diocese of the area. So there's um there's a fashion show that's happened for like the past two years, um, okay. and it is done by um, a wonderful group on campus that kind of it's called the Gender Forum, and they kind of give a voice to everyone that represents themselves of any gender or any sexual diversity. Um, and it's great. And they do amazing mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And they did a fashion show last year, and there's plenty of people that identify as non-binary. Um, and it's kind of taking the gender out of clothing, um, which is great. Yeah, that's, and, that's awesome. Yeah. But uh, Duquesne tried to ban it this year. <sighs> and then they kind of got like a statement from like the diocese and it was like a whole situation. And they're going to, they're going to do it now. It's actually this month. Um, oh I believe it's upcoming pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, I don't think it's already passed, but hopefully it's not on Halloween. So I feel like that would be somehow bad. Yeah, it would be. It's almost like, it's not, it's, it's not, but it's, um, yeah, it's frustrating because I, mm-hmm. I would like to think that things are becoming more open-minded mm-hmm. even at, Spirit in universities, but yeah. um, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it is hard. Well, because as much as we push one way, it's going to push the other way. Maybe right. it's going to push right back. I mean, all three of us are cis, and like I think that it's it can be definitely it can be weird for us to be like you know oh my god this is how I this is how I feel like I don't know like for me like when I'm looking like what we were just saying I was saying Duquesne like definitely has its ways to go but it's better than other universities but mm-hmm. in reality that's not even that good like you know well, like, I feel like we're all speaking from a place of privilege because yeah. like we haven't experienced it in the same way in the same way that someone who is trans or mm-hmm. anything else that's different than us might experience it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's hard but. I get real on this podcast Nikki you really do it's that's that's great I'm glad <laughs> yes so, um, 
I have one more question that I always ask every, um, and do you have anything else other than? No. Okay. I'm just more, happy to be here. I have one more question <laughs> that I always ask every musician, and by always I mean last week. Um, is there a string instrument that you feel is completely overrated, and is there a string instrument that you feel is underrated? Yes. Okay, yes. So guitar is way overrated. Okay, yes. I speak as a guitarist. Mm -hmm. Um, a string instrument that is underrated. Hmm. I don't think enough people pay attention to the cello. Okay. Yeah. Cello is dope as hell. Cello is dope as hell. Okay. But I think, and I'm going to expand this just a little bit. Sorry not to include okay. string instruments, but I mean, like I'm jumping off of that. That's okay. I think the coolest instrument in the world is bassoon. Oh, I would love to play oh, bassoon. Oh, look, it's okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Bassoon is like where it's at. Why do you say that? I'm curious. It's the coolest instrument. Like, just listen to it. Like, there's, um, so we were just talking about Alt J, the best song by Alt J, objectively. Yeah. I'm making a statement here. It's, it's called Warm Foothills. Yes. It's their second album. My favorite and there's, song. And there's a long, uh, bassoon solo in that. And it's just, prettiest thing in the world. It's such a nice song. Oh wait, no, am I? No, I'm thinking of last year. Yes, I'm thinking of last year, mm -hmm. which is the third album. Okay. But Bassoon Solo, Alt Bassoon J. Bassoon Solo, Alt J. Yeah, it's also got Marika Hackman on it. Marika Hackman's the coolest of all time. Mm -hmm. Check out Marika Hackman, she's great. Okay. Well, Nick, you've had two beverages and you were wonderful, so you get, thank you. and you took care of the cat, which is very nice. Wonderful, thank I don't you. I think the cat's gonna let you leave. No, it is not. I'll and take care, it's okay. We mean the literal cat, this is a family-friendly podcast. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Okay, so now you have 30 seconds to plug whatever you want. You can tell people what's going on with your life, what's going on with Ferdinand, what music you're doing, what's next for you. Whatever you wanna do, go for it. Social media, anything. All right. So, it's very, very easy, and it's a good thing to do. Go to, what is it, vote.org? Mm -hmm. uh, small elections are the most important. It's where you can make the most difference. Mm -hmm. Go do that. Um, there's a lot of people that we need to kind of oust from who are making big decisions for us. And we need to let them know that our voices need to be heard. Um, but yeah, Ferdinand the Bull. You can check us out on Facebook at Ferdinand the Bull. Instagram and Twitter. I don't use Twitter. Twitter's dumb. But mm. Instagram, uh, Ferdinand Pitt. Um, yeah, FerdinandTheBullBand.com. Any upcoming shows? Yeah, I'm <laughs> playing in Steubenville next Friday. Yeah. Are those listeners in Steubenville? Yeah, all my Steubenville fans. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a free show on the, on 4th uh, Avenue. Mm -hmm. So come on out. That sounds like fun. Sounds very fun. Yeah. I was in Steubenville, totally, yeah. But, alas, yeah. not in Steubenville. I'm sorry. Are you going to Hellbender on Saturday? What is that? Or the, that's that Halloween show, like... Um, oh, oh, um, the WIP thing. Yeah. No, I'm actually having... A, Halloween party at my house on oh, Saturday. Okay. I know. That sounds well, that that sounds equally fun. Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of friends who are doing that. Like, um, 
John, John Bentley, he's, mm-hmm. he's going to be Bruce, isn't he? I have no idea. I think, I think he's going to be Elvis. Is that, that sounds more correct. There's someone being Madonna and there's someone being Beyonce. Oh my God. And there's definitely someone being Elton John. I didn't know there was anyone being Bruce. I have a feeling Billy Hardware Company would not be. I Elton think they're John. probably doing Elvis. They're yeah. Elvis. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Nick, for coming. Thank you yeah, guys for, for listening, me. not only the first time, but the second, third, and fourth time that you will all be listening. I think four times is a, is a decent amount to, you know, listen. Yeah. You know, on the way home, on the way to work, and then uh, just, like, listen, like, play it, and then, like, leave. Like, if you, like... Are, just put press play and just leave. Press play. Bye. Press play, go to sleep. Just, yeah, just, you know, do it, you know... It's it's all about the plays, you know. That's all. But Drew with strangers with Nick Snyder of Ferdinand. I'm Liz Mannion. I'm Allie Stewart. Y'all have a great night. Thanks for listening. Peace.